Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. It's a new week, a new day, and I hope everybody is good. I'm back and happy to be here. And just in the last few minutes, I'm changing my mind about exactly what I'm going to unfold for the day. I had planned to do a section uh, from the higher selves relating to divine will, free will, evolutionary thrust, all of that, how it interacts, the pull-throughs. And part of it, instead of doing a healing, I was going to be reading a part of my second book that it's toward the end of the book and it's uh, in a section called, let's see, the, the uh, Expanded Perceptions, The Divine Paradox, and The Evolutionary Thrust. So, but when I was reviewing it this morning, of course, I planned this all last week. I thought, you know, it's just a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, reading the higher self material from Joan and reading a section from my chapter. And I've just decided in this moment to free you guys up from all that reading is that I'm going to do the opening from Joan, and then I'm actually just going to move to do the part of my second book, The Divine Paradox. And I think it sets up next week's show. It's definitely related to the higher self material. That's why I stuck it in there. But I'm just thinking it's just too much. I wasn't as, you know, when I was in it and organizing it and pulling together and figuring out what goes where and all of that, I was sort of in the forest and didn't really realize that it was too much. And I think it is too much. So I'm going to read the drawing us into one accord, the amalgamation and the healing circle part from Joan. And then I'm going to do, I have a little bit other stuff to say, and then I'm going to read this section from my book. It isn't the whole section and which is, you know, fine. It was the part that related specifically to this material. And then next week I will do the section from Joan's material, the higher self information related to this same topic. So it'll be kind of a the same topic two weeks in a row. And the following week, just so you know, I will be traveling. So there won't be a show on the 26th of July because I'm on my way to back, you know, back to the West. I'm going to stop in Houston and then I will be on my way to California after that. But I'll only miss one show. So I hope you guys understand. I hope you don't mind. I hope it's because some of you may have my second book. So those of you that have the second book, that's fine. But this will be a reminder because it's a lot of meat in that book. It's a lot of meat. And to hear that part of the chapter, or it's not really a chapter. I don't think I call it a chapter. Whatever it is, expanded perceptions. 
it doesn't really matter if you hear it a second time. It's very important information, and I think it really opens up some important and significant insights and understandings and, and expands our viewpoints. It, it, I just think it's it's really important. So I wasn't I've never read a portion of any of my books on the show before, so this is a first. And I don't know that there'll ever be a second, but it is what it is today. And meanwhile, I do want to just remind you that you can get my podcasts. I'm very behind posting them on my website, but you can find them on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, look up the Higher Self Voice. You can find them on the uh, iPad, not iPad. Well, I guess you can do it on the iPad too. The iPhone, the Samsung, and the Android. The podcast app that is free, the iPhone has it, just comes right on the phone. The other two, I think you have to download it, load it and it's called CastBox. But they both, they all three have the symbol, a purple symbol with a roundish symbol with a microphone. And you just search for Higher Self Voice Radio and up I pop. Okay. So you can get them, and I will get them on my website, but there's just, I'm so limited here in this rural area with um, the Internet and the all of that, the phone and the Internet. So, and when I go to visit people, they have even less. It's just, you know, it's rural, and a lot of people don't even have a cell phone here. So it's just very different than I'm used to, And but we just make do, and we're fine, and it's all good. Anyway, hope you guys are good. I see that Robin is on, and I want to say hello, big hello to Robin. Good to see you as always. Now, this is actually a good day if anyone feels to call in because I've cut out half the information that I'm going to do today. And so this is a perfect time if you have a question and you want me to do a healing. The number is 646-668-8565. I'm not sure I think I can, yeah, I know, because, yeah, um, yeah, it'll work. I'm speaking from my cell phone using the phone Wi-Fi that I've discovered works here at this location. And so you can call in if you have any questions or ideas or comments or want a healing or just want to, you know, discuss things. That's Anything is fine. All right. So today's topic is I said it was going to be about fluctuating will, evolutionary thrust, and pull-throughs. It is about fluctuating will, but my material that I'm reading today does not use that term. But next week, that term will become clear. You'll have the background of this week, and next week you'll understand fluctuating will much better because I will have read to you my the material for my book, and maybe I'll, at the end... Um, I'll speak to the fluctuating will scenario. Uh, Okay, and I am going to do, as I said, both Joan's amalgamation and her healing circle. And this comes from the group that she led on August 12, 1987. Okay. Let's take a few moments now and begin to quiet our minds. Please remember, in the state of quiet, we need to remain very consciously alert because part of what we're doing deals with learning, deals with learning to be in a state of consciousness at many different levels. You will recall that we have been told on more than one occasion 
that in times of chaos, we won't have time to sit down and very quietly go deeply in and wait for input and information. We must be capable, as we are, and able to tap into it in the moment. So it is, it's a good process, actually, to be able to sit in a group like this and have the external interruptions going on. It's good practice for us. This is Janet just saying that when we were in the group at the time, there were always interruptions from different, for different reasons. Not so much here, maybe, because it's so quiet. Vermont. Anyway, okay, now let's take a moment and consciously focus our attention on the light within. This light within is very important because it's a symbol of the pure soul essence. And as many of you know, over the past few weeks, the higher self have been helping us to understand the various terms and definitions that are used by them. And the pure soul essence plays a very major role in areas that deal with the evolutionary thrust. This is a very important focus, and it becomes more and more important for each of us to begin to spend time in this conscious state of focusing on the pure soul essence. Outside of this group, spend some time getting acquainted with your own pure soul essence. Now, to continue, now continue to focus on that and allow it to grow until you are encompassed within its center, remembering that within the center of the pure soul essence, you carry your highest point of power. You carry every single quality that is exactly like the originating source of energy, all that it was, all that it is, and all that it is becoming. You carry that within your pure soul essence. You are connected by that pure soul essence to the totality of all life at all levels and in all dimensions. And it is through that pure soul essence that you reach out and assist evolutionary vibrations within souls that are beneath you in evolutionary awareness. And it is through this pure soul essence that you are reached by those with higher evolutionary awareness. It is of great importance for us to become very consciously aware of the power of this pure soul essence. Now I ask that within this conscious state of centeredness within the pure soul essence, that we amalgamate with the originating source of energy and that we amalgamate with the totality of all of our higher selves and that any higher selves that care to desire to join with us in this session come forward at this time and amalgamate with this group of listeners. Now let us remain conscious throughout of our centeredness and our amalgamation. Practice being conscious of being centered, of being amalgamated with the originating source, and being amalgamated with the totality of all your higher selves. Now, in the state of consciousness, in these three different levels, let us take on a fourth state of consciousness as we move into the center of the healing circle standing as a group or individually at the hub of the healing circle, making no judgments, being completely and totally objective, release from your heart center the energy of higher heart consciousness up 
through and out the top of your head. Consciously focus your attention on one thought, and that thought is that you are the fountain of love. Now continuing to stand in the center, let us now call forth all souls at any level who desire to partake of this healing circle with the understanding that the circle expands to include any and all from any level or any direction that care to join with us. Let us now place all members of this group, known and unknown. Let us place all family members of this group, knowing that whatever is needed and necessary, that these souls can partake of that energy if they desire. Let us now address all situations, known and unknown, that appear from any viewpoint to be hopeless. Let us bring into the healing circle all souls at any level that are vibrating in a state of confusion, in a state of entity attachment, in a state of hatred. Let us remember that infused into our healing circle are many energies that only grow stronger each time we focus our attention on it. Now let us stand as a group within the center, flowing out this fountain of love, remembering that when an individual is reached at the higher heart consciousness level, it brings to that individual a greater sense of inner self-worth and ultimately will assist that individual into loving the self, to accept healing and balance and harmony and unity and peace. Again, Okay, remembering that when an individual is reached at the higher heart consciousness level, it brings to that individual a greater sense of self-worth and ultimately will assist that individual into loving the self enough to accept healing and balance and harmony and unity and peace. Remember, too, you yourself are placed within the healing circle, and therefore you are partaking of your own fountain of love. For each soul at any level is worthy of proper self-love. And by working consciously to flow this energy forth, you're greatly assisting those souls in reaching a point of understanding somewhere in their soul time that they are lovable and worthwhile and very beautiful individuals. Now let us move into yet another phase of consciousness, maintaining a sense of reality at all these different levels that we've already projected into. Now let us move into the astral band, move to the center of the totality of the astral band of the entire human kingdom, and standing unified, Allow that higher heart consciousness energy to flow. Let us infuse into the higher heart consciousness energy all the energies that have been placed over the years in the healing circle, the power of the miraculous, the power of balance of the rainbow energy, the energy of hope and faith, the energy of desire on the part of each soul to accept higher levels of healing and balancing. Let us infuse all the healing circle energies into this higher heart consciousness as we flow it out into the astral. And as we flow this out, please remember 
that you are assisting the astral workers who are placed there. As your love energy flows, it blends and infuses with their love energy, and you are greatly assisting in building ideas and concepts as they pertain to love in this astral realm. Now stop for just a moment and remember all the various states of consciousness that you are in. Become conscious of all these different levels at once. Remember as dimensional, you have the capability of being more than one place at a time, doing more than one thing at a time. You will once more gain that capability as you continue to process and move forward as the pioneering agent in this evolutionary thrust. Now remaining in the center of the healing circle, in the center of the astral, in the center of your own pure soul essence, in the center of the amalgamated space with the originating source and of your own higher selves, express the fountain of love within your own heart and in your own mind and allow yourself to feel the beauty of yourself, the worthiness of yourself, the power of yourself. As you continue to move along the evolutionary thrust, each of you will continue to open into higher and higher levels of your own true self-identity. This doesn't mean that you always awaken to that higher self-identity in a conscious way, for the movement of the evolutionary thrust is such that in many instances, what you are awakening to, simplistically speaking, works from the inside out. You might view this awakening as dealing with the blocks that we all carry as the evolutionary thrust continues to move us along. These blocks are removed and we are interpenetrated with the light of our own higher consciousness so that our human facade soul could be viewed as one that ultimately becomes the opening of the dimensional window for your own higher, true fifth dimensional self because it is in this reality that each of you process and carry out the various functions of your own destinies. Okay, that ends the amalgamation, but it had some powerful information. If you listen to it three or four times, maybe you'll absorb all of it. I know I've reread it myself and I do every week several times just to really get it on every level because it's very needy. But there, there. before I discuss or read my section of my book, I did want to clarify something. You might have noticed that Joan is having those of us in her group, in her group of course, back in the 80s, that we create the energy. So she asked us, for example, to create the fountain of love or that we activate and create the power of the miraculous, or we activate and create the power uh, of hope and faith, or whatever energy she is working with to have us infuse those into the healing circle or into the astral. And then she calls in all the souls, known and unknown, et cetera, to, you know, to offer them the use of these energies, whoever wishes to partake. Now, other, the other day, I was reading something related to my third book, and at the time, it was like, oh, my gosh, 
this is such an aha moment. It's something I knew intellectually, but sort of had lost focus on it or something. But somebody at the end of this session that I was listening to asked a question. And I never thought to really ask the question. The person said, and I have no idea who said it, um, why do we as a group activate and send the energies into the healing circle or into the human kingdom heavens or into the astral? Why don't the higher selves just do it themselves? Okay, then. This is what Joan said. And it just makes so much sense. And you guys may have already thought of it, and I may be the one, you know, a little bit sitting in the back of the class, kind of the the dunce in the back of the class. But this is what Joan said. She said, it is because of the same reason that we volunteered to return. When we activate from our true soul essence, our pure soul essence, the divine energies, and place them wherever we are instructed to or wherever we choose to, whether Joan isn't directing us or the higher selves are directing us, those energies are moving through our facade soul and our facade body, and they pick up the flavor of our humanity. If you remember way back when, when I talked about one of the things, one of the reasons that we return to take on the facade soul and operate with the dual soul nature was because the constant giving out from the true soul essence level of the higher frequencies as it moved through our human body and our human soul and picked up that facade energy, that flavor, that human flavor, it made the energy, the higher energies, more, well, less scary, less alien, less threatening, more comfortable. And it's for this same reason that the higher selves in whether it's Joan amalgamation or me having it do, have you guys do it because when it is coming from us it is picking up that human flavor and is much more palatable much the other souls that that are ready for that energy are much more apt to take it in so that to me was this huge aha level aha moment okay I knew all of the stuff why we needed to come in, but I didn't quite connect it to the healing circle work and, and all of that. And, you know, me taking our, our, when we develop the column of light or the array of light that I, that, that when I do it, we send out into the universe. It's because we're creating those array, those arrays of light and the, those that our own light is picking up our humanity. And so it is calling the souls to come in, I mean, I say call in a quote, and it feels comfortable. And maybe that's why legions and legions of souls come in, because it's carrying that flavor. It's not so scary, not so alien feeling. So anyway, that to me was like this aha moment. Okay. Now, before I begin reading my stuff, there was a little review I want to give you all. Um, And actually, the review had to do with both my thing and the thing next week, so I might even give this review next week. But anyway, you all recall that all souls 
when we're first expressed, first created from the originating source, we we moved in and were given birth into the mineral kingdom. So we moved from the we move in as the mineral, then the minerals have, go through the evolutionary process, then move into plants. Plants move into animals. Animals move into human. Human moves into the fifth, then the sixth, and then the seventh. Okay, and then there's a return to the originating source. And actually, we're expressed outward again after that because evolution never ends. But anyway, this is just a reminder, and I have a lot of material on this just about everywhere on my shows and in my book. So I'm just doing a quick review. I hope you understand it. The other part that I want to go over is that the three lower kingdoms are on divine will. And this divine will process works through the pure soul essence, and it's unconscious. It is not operating at a conscious level through the minerals, plants, and animals. The higher self call it instinctive divine will. Okay? Now, we're on the free will. We're in the free will dimension. And the three higher kingdoms are on, also on divine will, sometimes called spiritual will. And the spiritual will or the divine will there, we have chosen to move into that realm. We've chosen when we graduated into, from the human kingdom into the fifth dimension, we have chosen to move into that divine will or the spiritual will. But I want you to understand that occasionally the higher self call it um, conscious instinctive will. So sometimes instead of calling it instinctive will or unconscious divine will in the three lower kingdoms, in the higher kingdoms they often they call it either instinctive conscious divine will or just spiritual will or just divine will. Anyway, but I want to bring the word instinctive in because it does relate to the thing I'm bringing in next week, uh, I'm going to be reading next week, Joan's material. Um, but but understand that the it's run by the pure soul essence, in whether it's the lower unconscious instinctive will or the three higher unconscious instinctive will, the conscious instinctive wills, it's operated through the pure soul essence. Again, I will say just in a, as an aside, even though we move consciously into divine will, we aren't told what to do. We just agree to be part of the service dimension, and we have plenty of choice. We can play out that service in any way that we wish. It is not about somebody telling us what to do. Okay, now, I am going to skip the little bit that was started, and I'm moving right to my book, Um and the section here is that the higher self, both in the section that I'm going to be, that Joan did, and I'll be reading to you next week, and in my part for my book, explains that we are in the human kingdom. We are in the free will kingdom, but we are also ruled by divine will. Now, this can seem like a paradox. How can we have free will and also be part of divine will? 
it can it seems like it would be an either or situation and you know how in the human kingdom how fast we jump to that either or the polarity kind of thing we jump there all the time it's and on many 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 sessions i talk to you about it and that it isn't an either or so if we if we neutralize being overly responsible and self-sacrificing because we're we're always overly responsible for everybody else it doesn't mean we're going to become you know slugs sitting on the couch eating bonbons and completely irresponsible it simply means that we will be more responsible in a balanced way if we get if we neutralize a pattern that is over to the extreme. So there are many, many instances where the either or is not relevant, and this is another one, and this is what I'm gonna ex- read about, um, how this is so, and why it's so, and how it plays out, and this is from, as I said, the section of my book is the last section before the glossary, and it's called Expanded Perceptions, the divine paradox. Okay, the evolutionary thrust. Higher self quote. Every single soul is divinely willed along the path of higher evolution. In the human kingdom, at the free will level, the idea of free will is valid in that it allows the individual the expression to do what it wants to do, to make decisions that it wants to make, to choose or not to choose whatever it wishes. And yet, in the underlying pure soul essence level, the human soul is divinely willed. I'll just say Janet like I do when I read Jones, okay? I'll just say Janet because it just means that I'm now, it's not a quote anymore. Okay, Janet. As humans, we are in a free will kingdom, and we make those free will decisions from the soul level. Yet, paradoxically, Paradoxically, despite our free will, we are also divinely willed. But how can we operate with both free will and divine will at the same time? Divine will river. In my book, I have little subsections, and that every once in a while I'll be telling you the subsections. So this one is called divine will river. Think of divine will, an infinite flow of originating source energy as an inconceivably huge river running through the entire universe, known and unknown, constantly moving from the lowest and densest frequency of energy to the highest, lightest, and most expanded frequency level. Every soul in the universe is in this river or this flow of divine will energy. It only flows in one direction, as the direction of the river is never reversed. As souls move along the river, they move along in evolutionary frequency, always moving upward. The river is never forcing a human soul to go faster than it is ready to go. The three lower kingdoms, mineral, plant, and animal, move slowly but efficiently down the river because being on instinctive will, the souls move with no resistance. However, at the human free will level, the souls make their own decisions and their own choices. They have an infinite number of choices within this river of energy as to what to believe, how to live, and where and when to play out their journey. But no matter what they choose, we are still 
on the river, still moving in the same direction as every other being. As humans, we all get confused, lost, afraid, doubtful, misdirected, and often blame, surrender, fight, resistance, resist, defend, dare, and so much more. Yet no matter what we do or where we go, we are always part of the evolutionary movement up the energetic river flow of divine will. It is our pure soul essence that connects us to this divine energy. All souls at every level in the universe are forever connected and carrying all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. Even though Charlie thought he was a lost soul, no soul is ever lost. This is Janet. Charlie re- refers to a character or a actual soul, a real lo- person, a real soul, uh, out of body that I mentioned at the very beginning of my book. Anyway, this is why pure soul essence connection is there forever. We are aspects or expressions of the originating source, and there is nowhere to go but with the flow. There is no place where there is no flow, no place to escape. There is no going backward. Higher self quote. Any move forward in evolution is permanent. Once a soul has made a step forward and is firmly in place, the soul cannot regress or move backward. In the fourth dimensional reality, it may appear many times that souls step back. But what you view as a soul regressing is really personality and psychological distortions an individual soul must work out. These distortions are unrelated to the soul evolutionary standing that is permanently in place. And when ready, the soul will move, make, will move forward once more. In this way, it is in this way that we, all, that we have free will while operating within divine will. The river is symbolic of the divine will current, which we're all on, regardless of our level. Free will is part of the complex flow of this evolutionary energy, operating within specific parameters, just as instinctive will and spiritual will do. In general, there are three ways that the humanities move through the flow, depending on where they are in their journey. And none of the ways is wrong, bad, lucky, or unlucky. We all are where we are when we are there. One, sometimes we're like a passive leaf in our journey, and we go where the flow takes us. This can mean that our movement can be slow sometimes. When barriers appear, the leaf can be held up behind the block for hundreds or thousands of years. We may act in a passive manner because we carry a deep belief system that tells us we need to let the universe guide us. Sometimes we're the leaf because we've had several difficult lifetimes leading up to a lifetime where we decide to take a quote-unquote sabbatical on movement forward in order to heal from those traumas. Sometimes we don't understand that we have a choice to travel in another way either because we've just begun the journey or because we've not been introduced to the concept as yet. Other times, souls will actively resist 
the movement of the flow and will purposely take shelter at some place behind some barrier and build a home there for hundreds or thousands of years. The reasons we decide to move out of the flow on purpose may because of be because of fear, thinking that around the bend is a giant waterfall, or we get stuck on one pattern, a soul scramble that we can't seem to find our way out of. It also could be waiting at the unconscious level for a situation, condition, or person to appear that we believe will fix us or make our lives better. And waiting for those external saviors can take a very long time. Three, the third situation is when we become active partners with the flow and anticipate barriers by working to avoid them and actively working to escape the barriers if they can't, couldn't be avoided. The choice to actively stay in the flow, to move down the river of energy or up the frequency level, could be because we're, we are ready to become all we can be. Maybe we understand at some level that we are the directing identity of our lives and our journey. Or perhaps we're just fed up with the pain and suffering we're going through and decide to deserve it anymore. Of course, there are infinite reasons for any soul to move in any one of these three general patterns. And we have all processed at different times each way. But while we're held in this gentle energetic flow of divine will, we continually make our free will decisions. The divine energy, though, carries us all in the general direction and guarantees us all to continue on our evolutionary process. There is no fate or destiny in the human level where the divine energy is calling the shots. We are still the directing identity, choosing to float along, choosing to move into a waiting pattern, or choosing to use our free will to cooperate with the movement. Since I have benefited so greatly where I took the reins, I cannot help but encourage people to choose the third option, especially because now we are getting more help than ever before from the evolutionary thrust. Evolutionary thrust. Joan Culpepper, quote, in time, in the evolutionary movement right now, where everything is getting ready to make a giant move forward, things are different now than they were even 2,000 years ago at the evolutionary frequency level. In the last 2,000 years, we've advanced the equivalent of 10,000 years of evolutionary frequency. And in the next 2,000 years, the evolutionary movement in its totality will incre- increase by about a hundred thousand years. Janet, uh, Janet, the originating source is fed by all of our experiences, good, bad, or indifferent, across the pure soul essence connection. Every experience of every soul at every level continues to feed into that connection. Not only are there an infinite number of souls across the universe within the four lower dimensions, but we must also consider there are many, many more dimensions where the numbers of souls could be viewed as infinite to the infinite power. 
Therefore, originating source is in a constant state of, of evolving and growing and experiencing based on all that is fed to it by all souls on all levels. And every soul benefits from that because we also get the feedback. We are all that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. We don't consciously know that we're getting the feedback, but this pure soul essence is our connecting link to the totality of all life, all levels. The evolutionary movement is in the process of making a major thrust forward, and this is what the higher selves term the evolutionary thrust. The evolutionary thrust is the speed up of the evolutionary frequency of the originating source as it prepares to take a giant leap forward. To go back to my analogy of the divine will energy flow, the evolutionary thrust speeds up that flow. The river of divinely willed energy in which we are all connected has begun to move more quickly. And because we are part of it, connected by pure soul essence, we are being carried along at a quicker pace. Every single soul at every single level, as a result, will make this giant step forward simultaneously with the originating source. This is originating source pulling all souls forward in what could be viewed as an evolutionary leap. In addition, as previously mentioned, the flow of the evolutionary frequency is increasing at an exponential rate, meaning it is having a huge effect on all of humanity and all souls. Higher self quote. The pure soul essence of each individual could be viewed symbolically as connected to the evolutionary thrust like a lighted rope. As the evolutionary thrust continues to process and build momentum, that beam of light pulls the individual along at the pure soul essence level. As the pulling along takes place, individuals will undergo a proportionate acceleration of cleansing and purifying of the altered realities. We are, Janet, we are pulled along by the speed up of the divine river, moving into higher and higher frequencies. We will also be moving through the clarifying process of all that we carry at the altered reality level. We do not get the luxury of bypassing any patterns we need to become aware of, to release, and to neutralize. We cannot miss any of the steps of the evolutionary movement up the ladder by just waiting for the divine will energy to do it for us. What the, it does mean, however, is that we will be stepping up the timing. Our emotionally imprinted experiences and soul scrambles that we have con collected through so many lifetimes will become part of the pull-through process enabling us to clear out these unwanted patterns more quickly in order to stand in the state of purity. Before the evolutionary thrust began, using the flow, the river of energy analogy, you could view the gentle flow as having little effect on our journey as humans. If we got stuck behind symbolic boulders, quote-unquote boulders, our soul scrambles, for example, the slow flow did little to move us along. It was gentle. As a result, we could be stuck there for 50,000 years. 
before that slow flow would have any effect on us. An eon of time might be needed for us to become aware that there was a way out, a different perspective for our problem, which would result in movement forward again. However, with the increase of flow due to the surge of the thrusting energy, imagine the flow now pushing our awareness of the boulders that we find so that we find our way out more quickly. Do we still have to deal with the boulders? Yes. We have to meet every block, every issue, every scramble, and cannot avoid even one. It is as if the increased flow telescopes the action. If a problem or scramble may take 10 years, may have taken 10 years to resolve, now it could take but one year. The question when we come face-to-face with the problems is, quote, do we dig in our heels and resist dealing with them, or do we do everything we can to help clear the blocks, unquote? What approach we use will determine how difficult or how smooth our journey is. Will there be a respite after some problem is resolved? Perhaps. However, it's also possible that there will be no respite or only a very short one. The flow takes us to each issue faster than before and will continue to do so at an ever-increasing rate. The Consequences of the Evolutionary Speed-Up. Higher Self Quote. The thrusting movement forward brings each individual to higher and higher levels of awakening, whether it be at the unconscious level or the conscious level. The evolution, Janet, the evolutionary thrust moves us through an awakening process. And though normally we think of awakening as a positive thing, sometimes it may seem to have a negative bent. The awakening can happen at the unconscious level, and often we are being pulled along this evolutionary momentum faster than we can assimilate. This can cause fatigue, a sense of apathy, or feeling as if our brain is unstunned. It can create a loss of memory. Think of the movement going as fast as the speed of light. We have a thought, but we move so fast with the thrust, and in an instant we've moved beyond the thought. Yet we're still standing in this reality with the knowledge that the thought was there, but we cannot find it. We cannot remember it. Processing the awakening, therefore, presents the need for adjustments and assimilation that we're not even aware we need since much of it is occurring at the unconscious level. On this planet and all planets housing human souls, as the energy of evolutionary frequency continues to process the thrust, many humans have and will continue to hold on to the only reality reality that they are accustomed to, the reality of what they believe in. They cling hard to what they know, for it's the only thing that gives them any kind of security. Over time, the, quote, stand fast, unquote, determination can become more emphatic, more overt. As a result, we have and will continue to see fanaticism pertaining to the belief systems carrying by, carried by these individuals. However, as the higher selves have said, we wish to assure you that every soul at every level 
regardless of any act or intention on the part of the soul, will ultimate will ultimately through the evolutionary thrust itself go through what could be viewed as major pull-throughs that assures the soul's return to the originating source. Janet. Because of the evolutionary thrust, there is a pulling process from the originating source that reaches, touches, and pulls all souls at all levels through the places they may be stuck, including those that have moved into the fanatical place or any type of digging in the heels action. This is the giant pull through and happens because of the pure soul essence connection. A pull through often manifests as some sort of crisis in the life pattern, an illness, some type of serious loss, an unexpected major change, an accident or natural disaster that has major consequences. We still have to address anything and everything standing in our way. Instead of taking each evolutionary move one slow step at a time, a pull-through causes us in an energetic ray to run as fast as we can. The process can be intense and upsetting, especially if there's limited understanding as to why we brought the event or situation into our lives. When we come out the other side and have moved up the ladder of understanding, we often appreciate the instruction and are better off but it can be very hard to see that while we're experiencing it. Even though it may seem things happen to us that we didn't choose and fate is involved, this is not the case. At the soul level, we are the ones that choose the issues and conditions of the pull-throughs. We are never victims. Being the passive leaf or the active resistor to the evolutionary thrust flow would intensify the pressure, the stress, fatigue, drama, and the pain in our lives when we could have been more proactive about it. Fortunately, we have the neutralizing process from the higher self to allow us to be the pilot that steers effectively past the barriers and gives us the ability to dissolve those blocks we do get stuck behind. It also allows us to get through a pull-through we hadn't been able to avoid more easily as now we have the techniques to neutralize all the emotionalizing. Higher self quote, the evolutionary thrust could bring to mind the idea of chaos, which would appear to many as if it has and will continue to become worse. However, chaos is only a centering point between the old order and the new order. For a new order to exist, the old order must first be torn down. This then appears through the eyes of the individual viewing it to be a state of chaos. Janet, I encourage all to shift their viewpoint to the positive idea. Evolutionary momentum is taking us into higher levels of consciousness. It does so as it brings to the surface within all souls on the planet and on other planets whatever each soul believes it must experience in order for it to move through the tunnel of soul darkness to the other side. This is how we will process so that we will stand in a cleaner and purer state. This can seem like chaos in our own lives and for so many around the planet. But again, we can't bypass anything that needs to be addressed. Thus, the pull-through compresses 
all experience. Each of us determines at the soul level we need to go through, resulting in the dialing up of the intensity. And this can create painful situations and individuals can feel as if they've been turned inside out. In summary, there are three options we generally have as we move through life or through the divinely willed evolutionary flow. We can be the past lease, the active resistor, or the invested participant who works with the energy to be discerning, proactive, and intending to help the self. Being aware and actively working to facilitate and ease one's process can greatly reduce the difficulties as well as the number of barriers we need to get pulled through. Okay, guys. Well, that is the end of the section of my book. I see I actually have, oh gosh, over an hour to continue. I could actually, I have time to read John's material, but I feel like it's too much. Um, I'm going to go back to that feeling and just say um, it's probably best for you to just have that so that you understand that the paradox is not really a paradox. We have the free will within the flow of the divine will. And it's so relevant now because of this evolutionary thrust, because the divine will flow, as it gets more and more intense, creates these pull-throughs for us. If we don't voluntarily deal with our issues, our patterns, our blocks, our barriers, our misunderstandings, our fears, whatever it may be, we don't work on those in a pro- proactive way, the soul will create situation or a condition in our outer reality that forces us to become aware, to become conscious, to the opportunity. It brings us the opportunity to become aware. It really forces us to deal with the situation. And pull-throughs can be intense, and we've all experienced them. We aren't newbies here. What we're trying to what the higher selves are trying to do is to help us happen happen much less often. And when they do happen, that we have some consciousness about it. Okay, this is happening to me for a reason. This is an opportunity for me to be aware of what the heck is going on inside at the soul level. Because we've lived so many eons of lives, guys. I mean, how are we supposed to remember all of these things? And so... Instead of viewing it as chaos, instead of viewing it as, oh, poor me, uh, I'm the victim, I'm powerless, let's begin to move that perspective to, okay, something more is bringing itself up and I just need to deal with it. And aren't we fortunate we have the ability to do just that? We have the pure soul essence light. We all come well-equipped. You understand. If you listen to the show, if you read either one of my books, you understand you totally understand that we come well-equipped and we can do this. We can help move ourselves along. We can get to the place where we are clear, where we are pure and perfect. We are playing out of the connection, that dimensional, oh, that's not till next week. Oh, won't say it this time. Um, <laughs> where we are fully able to connect with ourselves at the true soul essence level. And I think maybe 
I will tell you an experience that I had this week that was incredibly profound. I don't know that I can fully explain it because I'm still a bit in process. And I know I tell you guys a lot, don't worry about doing this work for hours. You know, if you do it for five minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, everything you do helps. Well, that, again, is still absolutely valid. We all have incredibly busy lives. Every once in a while, you might have time to spend more time. And that's what happened to me here in Vermont. Almost every day when it's not raining or I'm not traveling, I've been walking between an hour and two and amalgamating and spending maybe a third of the time working on healing myself at the mind-body-soul level. I may be a third of my time on working on others, you know, in the silence and maybe a third of my time trying to get information for the book or um, my meetup groups or whatever I'm working on. So I have been working really consistently. I'm in that energy for a long time. I'm letting go of a ton of stuff. And I'm calling in divine will each time. I'm calling in divine uh, unfoldment, divine destiny, divine uh, information. Divine, you know, I'm calling in all the divine energies that I work with all the time as well as doing, of course, the process of neutralizing and, and releasing. Well, there was a something happened, and again, it doesn't really matter what happened, but it triggered something very old for me, this feeling of being abandoned or uh, somebody, um, not betrayal, but just really abandonment. And when I went into the abandonment and looked at it, you know, I, I got I'm past the part of blaming that person um, pretty much. I mean, once in a blue moon, I'm still there, but I didn't get into that this time. And I went, oh, my God, look at that, all that abandonment. How many times have I worked on that? And so I'm, like, diving in, okay, really. And more and more stuff came up, Life, past lives here and there came up, some lives, not new lives, but lives I'd already gotten thought I'd release the totality, but new elements of those lives that I hadn't gotten before, uh, new experiences or new uh, imprints or emotional states that I'd gotten from those lives, and I was just working, working, working on it, and then it would lead me to something else, and so over this three or four day period, I was just, it was really intense. And by the fourth day, I didn't know who I was. I'm telling you, there were so many self-identities. There was a whole bunch of self-sacrifice. I can't even tell you all the stuff because it was so enormous. But by the fourth day, I'm thinking to myself, who am I? It was the most profound change. I, I, I didn't know who I was. I couldn't function. I couldn't just deal in a, in a way where I was just chatting with someone, you know. I literally couldn't work that day. I, got, I drove myself to the small town. I just walked around. I, I tried to explain it later in the day to a friend of mine, but I had no words to explain it. But I kept 
signaling this really ridiculous thoughts and I'm looking at it. Why would those thoughts? Because one of the thoughts that came up, just so you know, is I'm never coming to Vermont again. I've come here every freaking year since I was a child, but one or two years maybe. It is. It was the most ridiculous thought, but that's how foreign the reality I was in here seemed to me because I felt such a profound change. I didn't know what was going on. I really didn't know what was going on. And finally, I, I couldn't explain it. And I explained it to this friend of mine, and she, she immediately said, oh, it must be so, you know, so much anxiety and so much fear. There was no anxiety or fear, none. There had nothing to do with that. It was just like I didn't know who I was anymore. It was like I had no, my reality was gone. It just, I had no reality. And so the reality I saw around me was irreality. It didn't make any sense to me. So I'm thinking, oh, well, why would I ever come back to this reality? I'm never going to come back to Vermont again. (laughs) I'm laughing now, but at the time, it was so profound. It was so deep. Finally, the next day, the next morning, and I, I couldn't sleep hardly at all those nights. It just, the processing was happening in the middle of the night. I wasn't, uh, it wasn't like your mind can't shut off. It had nothing to do with my mind. It was just this very deep processing because as the higher self said, there's a lot of unconscious stuff that goes on too. So there was a lot of unconscious stuff and I just was, would just be lying there not thinking about anything and this just stuff would be processing and I'd be, I'd have the sense that things were going on, but I couldn't sleep. So finally that next morning, fifth morning, I woke up, I had a little bit better sleep that morning and I felt acclimated. See, this is what happened. I acclimated somehow overnight and I woke up and the words came to me and I, I didn't even ask the questions of the higher self. I'd already said, I don't know how to say it in words. And I literally am walking across the the room and the higher self said, you could view it as you're giving birth to yourself at a higher level. So we all know when we give birth, there's birthing pains. And I wasn't in pain. There was no pain, uh, at least at this level, because I've worked so much on myself. But the, the idea that it is a process, that there is some sort of internal, I even hate to use the word struggle, but internal process that really changes you. Go from the state of being pregnant and sort of waddling around with this huge belly to the state of not being pregnant and having a prize at the end. You have a beautiful child at the end after you give birth, and that was what they were trying to say, that I went through this very deep cleansing process and gave birth to myself into a higher reality for me. I just hadn't acclimated because it all happened in that intense way, just got triggered by some silly thing that uh, then triggered this other stuff that triggered even more and more and more, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad I had a chance to share that with you because I thought I have to share it with my radio Listeners, I have to, didn't know how it would play out or when it would be appropriate or any of that. And maybe I don't have good enough words to it, but I do feel different inside. I think 
many of you have done enough of the work to understand what that means because when we do the work, so much of it is inside out that we change how we feel, how we view things, how we perceive things, uh, you know, how we uh, emotionalize, how we uh, process. I mean, so much changes inside, and that's really where it all happened. I, I don't know yet what's going to change in the outer reality, but something is going to change um, for sure. But we're all in process of giving birth to ourselves, all in process. Guys, I'm not the only one. I just had such an experience intense process that I was a, I'm able to share that with you. And maybe many of you have had that. I do know one other person that goes through this literally on a daily basis. I mean, talking about intense, he's gone through what, what I've gone through in the last three or four days. He's gone through a hundred times that in the last six months. It's, it's been really intense. And I'm sure there are many others with all different levels of experiencing. So uh, it is what it is, but at least we have some conscious understanding now, and we aren't helpless. We are not helpless. We're not hopeless. We're not victims. And at the soul level, we've made the commitment to the higher destiny to do the mission. We volunteered to come in for, and so we are moving forward on that, uh, moving forward in that process. So, Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to say goodbye. Um, just know that I love all of you guys, and you can certainly contact me. I realize I'm not very good at <laughs> looking at the email. I've not been on top of it as I should. So if you have written me to jvdmrichmond at gmail.com, I'm sorry that I haven't answered you. I found that there was somebody I didn't answer for eight days. I was devastated. Uh, but I rarely get any emails there. There, Many of them are going to my other box, which is full, and I don't know how to unfill it because um, I just have never had to. So now I have to deal with that, figure that out, and I will. But in any case, if you do want to contact me, even though I may be delayed, contact me at jvvm richmond at gmail.com and I or or through Facebook you know I'm on Facebook um, through my website I think there are many different ways actually I think the website is the I think that's the one that the email is full anyway I wish you all a great summer a great week and I'll be on next week and we will do the Jones material from August I believe it's August 12th 1987. Let's see. Is it August 12, 1987? Yes, it is. And we will. I will do that, and I will. We'll have time then to do a healing on it, and maybe we can heal and help all of us work to acclimate and to the evolutionary thrust, and uh, you know, to neutralize whatever we carry that's going to create difficult pull through for us. I don't know where the healing will go, but that would be a, a great thing to do, and I'm excited by the thought of doing that. So that will be for next week. And I'm sorry for my last-minute change of mind, but I think you guys don't mind. And we all just go with the flow. And with that, I'm going to say have a wonderful – oh, wait, I'm getting a – I 
have a somebody who's come online. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hi, Robin. I'm putting you on mic. Hi, Janet. <laughs> I thought you were not going to notice I'm there. Just... I... <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, oh. Okay, now I can hear. Anyway, hi. Okay. Hi. Can you hear me How okay? Are you? Yes, I I'm can. I'm good. And you can hear me? Yes, I can hear good. you. Good, good. Um, well, I just uh, was thinking of um, <clears throat> kind of a basic, sort of a simple clarification I'd like for you to to make for me. Um, uh, you know, you've give you've given us, of course, or the higher selves, the tools of of neutralizing. And then you've yeah. also shared, you've also shared like the original, when you first started doing this work, the higher, and you had that extreme anxiety from your, you know, your younger life, and you had it all the time, and the higher selves gave you a simple exercise, which was just to picture it as, as water or dark smoke or whatever, the, you know, feel the anxiety or fear and just picture it um, moving out the top of your head. And yes, I, you know, I've been, I've been using that simple exercise um, more Good. recently. Yeah. And, you know, just and as things and you're arrive. And you how it fits? <clears throat> well, I'm wondering, well, first of all, I just wanted to, when you when you do that simple exercise, is the main thing just to quickly tap into your the pure soul. I am my pure soul essence, and also I am one with the originating source. And then release, then feel that anxiety, fear, um, anger, whatever the feeling is, and like see it as the dark smoke going out of your head. Or do you, I'm, sometimes I forget to even say, like, think of my pure soul essence and I just start releasing it out of the top of my head. Is there any particular thing, way that one should do that uh, properly <laughs> is one question. You know, honestly, that is a really good question because when the higher self gave me that exercise, they didn't tell me mm-hmm. to amalgamate with the pure soul essence or the originating source they did say to see the dark smoke going into the light that's all they gave Uh, me okay that very first time the light is the pure soul essence it is the divine energy that does the neutralizing so if you see the smoke going into the light you can you carry at the conscious level the understanding um that it is the higher energy that is light you would be absolutely you're releasing it even if you forget to amalgamate the higher self is very very intent on bringing us to consciousness because with consciousness is power so if we are consciously saying i am the light or i am my pure soul essence or i am the originating source and then we start to let go of the anger the guilt or the whatever it is we're feeling you know that's certainly going to work. But if you just see the smoke going into the light, that's going to work too. It worked for me. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, and that that really worked for me because I didn't have any. I didn't have any of this knowledge then. Right. I didn't. So. Well, that um, that really that really clarifies that. And then the other part of my question is, in contrast, when we go through a more involved neutralization process, the difference is that. I mean, I'm asking, is the difference that we do consciously amalgamate and then we, we, we feel into the problem or the issue that we're dealing with and then we direct our light. We direct our light specifically. We can use a symbol or a feeling, but we actually consciously direct our light and kind of tell ourselves, you know, I'm new, I'm now neutralizing this issue and trying to sort of envision it getting less or feeling less. Is that kind of the distinction between say that more simple process of just visualizing the dark smoke going into the light and then a more in-depth, a more focused, neutralization where we actually focus the light on the issue and try to see it or feel it dissolving. Yes. Um, Let me be clear. When we are, when I was feeling the anxiety, I was in the middle of emotionalizing, feeling the anxiety. And so I, you know, they said, okay, let that go. See it as dark smoke. It moves into the light. It becomes the light or whatever they said. When uh-huh. we're doing the neutralize, maybe, you know, I'm going out walking and I say, oh, you know, I want to work on a pattern. I'm not necessarily emotionalizing. I'm releasing the thoughts, the habits, and the emotions tied to a pattern, say, or tied to a problem or tied to something I want to sh- shift or bring in balance or healing or whatever, mind, body, soul. I'm not necessarily right. experiencing the emotional side in that moment. So I'm able to go in and known and unknown, take out layers of garbage, you know, all have a habit imprints, you know, all of that. And so it's a little bit, it's expanded in that way. Do do you see what I'm saying? We're not, Yes. The, the exercise that you're talking about, the one with releasing, that's what to do when we're in the middle of the, some emotion comes up for us. That's the best one to use when we're emotionalizing. Because right. the more, if we're emotionalizing and we hold on to it, we're intensifying uh-huh. that emotion. We're making it bigger right. inside. And so when oh. we're emotionalizing, the very best way to handle it is to just see it processing out doesn't have to be out the top of the head. I mean, it can be out your heart area. It can be, you know, out the stomach. It can be out your mouth, anywhere. It doesn't matter. Or it right. can be blowing out from your whole body. I mean, whatever you would envision, <laughs> you know, you're enraged, right? right? And you want to just right. see the rage just blowing out from every pore of your body. That's fine. <laughs> see it going into the light. If and that is the most effective exercise for when we are in the middle of emotionalizing. When we decide, you know, we need to work on ourselves and we've allocated five minutes or 20 minutes or we suddenly we're standing in a line we didn't expect and we go, oh, you know, it looks like I'm going to have 20 minutes in this line. They just, 
you know, have one teller and there's 30 people in this bank line, I think I'll do some exercise. You know, you're not in the middle necessarily of emotionalizing, but you, you can really take some time to let go of all the parts of the pattern from many different right. lives, many different avenues, you know. So I see. Yeah, that's... Emotion. Let's, let's say you might, let's just say you just realize, you know, I find myself getting angry much, much more than I want to. And so you may choose, well, I'm going to work on anger, but maybe you're not angry in that moment. But you want to Got go it. in and you want to work on all the anger blueprints or all the blueprints anger is attached to. What situations and conditions, you know, trigger that, are part of that anger? What habits, what thoughts, what belief systems? Is somebody doing something right. to me, you know? You know, whatever it is, uh-huh. it's part of the anger. So you, you can work on emotional issues in that way, but you're not necessarily feeling the emotion at that point. You just go, you know, I'm sick of this. I don't want to be angry all the time. I want to let go of that. And Absolutely. so you're not in the well, middle of the anger. Yeah. So is that clarified yeah. a little bit? That, I think that's perfect. just such a good question. <clears throat> that absolutely clarifies it. I really appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of getting back to basics, but sometimes it's those little confusions that hang us up. And so that you really clarified it just perfectly. So thank you. Good. And back to basics is really important because there are new <laughs> listeners that come on, and we all can use reminders. I mean, oh my gosh. That big aha moment I had when I read something related to my third book, I'm like, you just never know when it's going to, some information isn't going to touch you in a different way. You hear it for the first right. time. You get it at an expanded level for the first time. You just never know. Right. So I, I don't ever, I don't ever mind back to basics. <laughs> right. So. Well, very good. And how are oh, you? Oh, that's really, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm made a commitment for 30 days of no alcohol. So I'm on day three. There's kind of a challenge going on in this uh, alcohol support group I'm in. And so a bunch of us are doing a 30 day challenge. And then at the end of that, we have, we may extend it to a hundred day challenge. So I'm very excited. It's nice to be committed to a goal that I know, um, is in my best interest, and it also was so appropriate what you talked about through and about cooperating with the pull through, and it just feels so um, it feels so nice to be cooperating with you know pulling through this this problematic pattern I have instead of resisting it or just letting me drift along like a leaf with no no decision <laughs> yeah. one way or the other <laughs> yeah i know so isn't I'm, that something that image but i tell you yeah. i'm just so proud you have a support group where you're doing this with other people that really helps i think it really does um, it really it really yeah, does just, so i'm just Really so I can't yeah. wait for um, I can't wait for you to be back in August and start your meetup groups again and just uh, you know as always I just love your work and I love and I love you. Oh, well. 
<laughs> I love you too, Robin, and I'm excited too about oh. coming back. I really am. I've missed it so much. I'm happy, happy, happy here, and lots of really good things have gone on. But, you know, I do also love what I do there. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks a lot, Janet. Nice talking to you. Loved your show. And we'll tune in next week. All right. You got it. And I'm going to take you off tonight oh. just to say my last goodbyes to everyone. Thank you for, okay. for okay. thank you for reaching out. Really, thank you, Robin. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, guys. So that really was terrific to have Robin ask that basic question. And, you know, I don't know that I've ever explained it exactly in, you know, from that bent before. I mean, it was just such a terrific question, and I hope it helped all of you. And so now I am going to say goodbye, wishing you all the best week. Love you all, and I'll be back next week with a very related topic about how we are all part of a fluctuating will, and you're going to understand it at a really good level because this week gave you context. (laughs) And, um, Anyway, so until next week, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.